I hope that they can see out of the tradition that we, sh that we share and what we want to talk about that these words are just incredibly valuable in terms of facing this question, how do I live my life? Hello everyone, we are excited about welcoming you to our first podcast ever. Uh, my friend Sandy and I are excited about welcoming you to this podcast, which we are calling A Shared Word. Uh, Sandy, we're, let's just begin by just sharing about who we are. Would you mind sharing a little bit of your story? Well, I, I uh, grew up in a loving family in Dallas, Texas. Uh, had a strong sense from them, my parents, about what about what's good and bad and right. Uh, and uh, was raised in at a time in the 50s and 60s when the country was developing and growing and maturing. Uh, there was a lot of politics in the house a commitment to making the world a better place. Uh, I had, uh, uh, it was a, a Jewish household. Uh, we had one of the leading rabbis in the, in the country as our rabbi, who was very a very powerful spokesperson for mm -hmm. ethics and good living and great storyteller. Uh, got me involved, as my family did, in, uh, in, in being religious and thinking about God and thinking about religion. Uh, but it's been a life mostly of politics and law. But as I've gotten older, I'm pulling back up mm -hmm. that early interest in God and faith and ethics and now studying and writing and teaching uh, and being involved, particularly issues related to faith and the way we live and ethics. Uh, have, a, your, have a wonderful family and, and uh, life is good. Yeah. Where did, so where did your uh, career in, uh, you said education and uh, politics, where, where did that lead you? Well, I was very active. Uh, you know, uh, I've been on both sides of the political aisle. I was active as a Democrat early on, very active in uh, student politics. I was at Berkeley in the 60s uh, and was uh, vice president of the student body there active in a number of... Uh, and I'm sure that was a very right-winged school at that time. Yeah, uh, that would be the 19, late 1960s. Some people may remember People's Park and Eldridge Cleaver and Vietnam protests. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, I graduated uh, uh, from there, went to law school at, in Austin at uh, UT, um, was very active here, president of the student body. So there was a lot of politics yeah. and, and law practiced law for a while, and then um, uh, became active in, in uh, Democratic Party politics, mostly uh, Democratic reform, you know, moderate DLC politics. Ran for Congress, um, was headed there, I think, when my wife and I got married, but the incumbent decided to keep the seat at the very last minute. Went into, as a result, moved from partisan politics to education reform mm. and had the opportunity to serve on the as president of the school board, uh, Governor Bush, Lieutenant Governor Bullock in Texas, major reforms in Texas, and then in the White House with President Bush. So then I kind of moved over to the other side and had some experiences uh, that um, uh, culminated uh, in an opportunity to serve in the White House. Wow. And you, uh, your background, both uh, in family and faith and education. Yeah, so I grew up in Dallas, Texas. I uh, was a part of a, um, 
um, a very small Baptist church in, in North Dallas with parents who, I mean, they brought us to church three times a week, whether or not we wanted to be there or not. And oftentimes, me and my friend Cliff would run away and uh, go to 7-Eleven instead. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, religion was always a part of, of my upbringing. Um, after graduating from uh, A&M, I uh, decided to uh, go overseas and for a while, and, and I worked with an organization called Young Life, with American kids whose parents were stationed in the military. And at that point, I started beginning to realize that perhaps perhaps I'd like to spend uh, my days working within the context of ministry of some sort. I did not expect it to be within the context of a church just because of bad experiences I had. And uh, kind of dragging my feet and kind of being uh, very patiently, God was moving me towards uh, serving in a church, and I've done that here in Austin for the last 13 or 14 years, first in the context of a, of a larger Presbyterian church, and then we planted a church about two years ago within the Evangelical Covenant Church uh, in Southwest Austin. Uh, so uh, yeah, I have three kids, all six years and younger, which is why I'm hanging, I'm going to hang out here the rest of the day. <laughs> and uh but, uh, you know, Sandy, when I think about this podcast, what one of the things I want people to know is how this friendship began. Yeah. And uh, for me, I, can, I, can I just sure my, Absolutely. My and then I'll reflect on it. Absolutely. <laughs> is, so when I was a part of that larger church, they told me in this one Sunday school class that they were going to bring in someone from uh, the Jewish faith to come and t- teach about the Torah, the Torah cycle, which, number one, I had to look up what Torah cycle was. <laughs> Uh, and then two, I was really perplexed by the fact that who, why, who is this person coming here? Why are they coming here? Um, so I found myself putting on my calendar. I, I need to sit on this class to figure out who this guy is and why he's here. And I sat in the back of the class and I had two realizations very quickly when you started talking. One is I have a lot to learn from this person. And then two, and I can't explain it, but very quickly I realized he and I are going to be friends. I just knew it from just uh, hearing you teach, your uh, your presence, the way in which you taught, the way in which you engaged people. I just this is this is a kindred spirit, and uh, I'm so grateful for. I don't know how many years, maybe two years or so, three almost. Three I think. Years, yeah. yeah, I I remember. You know, just to add to that story, I remember you're having the uh, I don't know courage. Uh, strength of feeling about this to invite me to co-deliver a sermon yeah. at the church with you, uh, which was just one of the splendid experiences I've had, and it en- enriched in many ways a friendship that I think had, had already begun. But uh, we took on a really interesting task that our listeners ought to ought to know a little bit about. Uh, I had the hypothesis back then that the middle book of the Five Books of Moses, the Hebrew Bible, is vastly misunderstood. Hmm. That's the book of Le- called Leviticus, but its Hebrew name, Vayikra, means God calls. Yeah. And I had the idea that if people knew that that book uh, really was about the subject of God calls us to draw near, rather than ancient bloody sacrifices and Levitical rites, they would be more tuned to wanting to hear its message. Uh, uh, out of which, by the way, uh, the Golden Rule happens to be right there nestled in, in, the, in that book. And I had that theory, and I loved our conversations. 
uh, in that sermon, the conversation that we had in that sermon, which further accelerated my interest in in our friendship. Yeah, yeah, which is leads me to to share why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. So for me, I consider you to be a gift from God to me. I consider this friendship to be a gift from God to me. And like any good gifts that you receive, it feels wrong to keep it for yourself. And so when I uh, when I think back to this friendship and I think about all the things that you taught me, who am I to keep it for myself? I want to be a good steward of this and invite anyone else to receive this gift that I know I've, I've experienced. So really this podcast is birthed out of friendship. That's how I, I perceive it. And not only friendship for the sake of friendship, but also friendships for, for the sake of uh, growing in our our knowledge and experience of uh, understanding God's word and applying it to our life. I feel that, and I would add to that, um, a shared commitment I think we have, and I think it's part of our friendship, uh, to try to bring people to this word, to God's word, who could really benefit from it. Uh, if it were told in a way that is uh, accessible, uh, open, modern, and yet true to its ancient roots. I also think that it's helpful for Christians and Jews Mm -hmm. to be able to see how much common ground they share. Mm -hmm. Um, We've spent, what, uh, centuries now uh, with one side sort of for one reason or another saying something about the other side. You and I, I think, feel we can't afford that anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not good for... God, it's not good for the world to have that kind of competitiveness. Uh, how, I mean, there's an authenticity that each requires and demands. But I hope that we're able to do that. And I hope for people who aren't committed on one side or the other or who may come from other points of view, I hope that they can see out of the tradition that we, sh- that we share and what we want to talk about that these words are just incredibly valuable in terms of facing this question. Yeah. How do I live my life? Yeah. And I think you and I are constantly learning and sharing that. And I think it's central to our friendship. And I hope it shows and it is of value in these podcasts. Yeah, I completely agree. So if you are someone who is curious about Scripture, this podcast is for you. If you're someone who perhaps want to, you want to see what it's like to have dialogues from different faiths where you are uh, tr- seeking to value and appreciate each other and learn from each other, I think this, this podcast is for you. And if you're just someone who seek to apply this ancient text to real life, I mean, that, that for me is just an astounding thing. These words that were written so long ago seem so ripe for today. If that's, if that's how you are, then this podcast is for you. I think so. And I would add to that, Mark. One of the things I hope we'll do, because I know we do it with each other, is to make it fresh, mm-hmm. is to bring the words off the page and see that there are layers underneath that are just pulsating mm-hmm. with excitement and meaning and relevance. And it's almost as if we've put this on the shelf and it's developed cobwebs. And it's just a great shame. Uh, we feel it. You and I talk about it all the time. I think it's part of our friendship. I hope those listening will be able to see, oh my goodness, I didn't know there was something that spoke to me in my modern situation with all of its complications in such a beautiful and dramatic and relevant way. I think that's this is for them too. Yep. So for this first series, we, we talked about what, what, we, what kind of scripture would we want to dive into for this first series. And it really came from you. You were really excited about looking at Proverbs. Would you share why that's the case? Well, one of the things I love about Proverbs is, you know, by tradition, 
Uh, I also like the fact that we look at tradition, but then we also say what might have really happened. By tradition, Proverbs were written by King Solomon. But what appears to have been the case over several hundred years is that wise people uh, in the court or in the prophetic community or in communities uh, contributed these pearls of wisdom that they had found in a variety of places. Uh, And I think what they were trying to do was to say to the priests and the prophets, we have something to add. And what we want to add is just practical advice Mm -hmm. for what parents can teach children or what teachers can teach students about how to live. How do I live in the world? How do I do well? How do I succeed? How do I avoid the traps and the mistakes Mm -hmm. and the temptations? How do I live a productive, good life? And I just think this book is full of wisdom about that. And I'm excited about it. And I think a lot of people would be if they knew more about it. Agreed. So we're going to have a series of discussions. We don't know how many right now on on Proverbs. It might be five. It might be more than that. Uh, and our hope and our goal is not only would we be better informed on this shared word, but that we would live differently because of it. So we are grateful that you guys have tuned in. Our encouragement is to subscribe, and, and we promise uh, to do our best to share this word with you.